Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are around the world. Welcome back to When Things Start to Change. My name is Nancy and I'll be your host for today's podcast. A podcast discussing the cutting edge of health, nutrition, and functional medicine. To make sure you are up to date on this and other important topics, visit our previous episodes here on Anchor.fm. The following discussions is for education purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please do not apply any of this information without first speaking to your doctor. Now let's head to the show. So today we are discussing Graves' disease. For those of you who aren't familiar with Graves' disease, essentially Graves' disease is a kind of autoimmune thyroid condition but this one causes hyperthyroidism instead of hypothyroidism. Some more common symptoms include anxiety, hand tremor, heat sensitivity, weight loss, puffy eyes, and enlarged thyroid. So it speeds up it speeds you up so speak but not in a good way. It's really not good because some of the symptoms are anxiety irritability, feeling hot, racing heart rate, tremors, insomnia. So you really get sped up and when people got in for physical examinations, for example, it is not a, uncommon when their purse is taken for their heartbeat to sound like boom, 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 even though they are sitting in a chair. So yes, one of the main concerns with Graves' disease or hypothyroidism is damage to the heart. Another one of those main concerns is that hypothyroidism is associated with an increased excretion of calcium and phosphorus in the urine and stool, which leads to a loss of bone mineral that eventually turns into a more serious problem of an increased risk of fractures. Who gets Graves' disease? Although researchers are still working to identify the gene or genes involved with Graves' disease, there is a strong belief that Graves' disease may run in families. Knowing your family's medical history can really be beneficial in determining your susceptibility to diseases such as Graves' disease. Anyone who has another autoimmune disease such as rheumatoid arthritis, type 1 diabetes, pernicious anemia or lupus is at a very high risk for developing Graves' disease. If you are someone who is under constant stress or someone who has undergone severe emotional stress or trauma, these can be triggers for Graves' disease. If you are someone who has recently had a baby, you have been exposed to developing Graves' disease because pregnancy affects the thyroid gland. The risk of developing Graves' disease is seven times higher in the year after giving birth. This suggests that pregnancy might trigger or reveal Graves' disease in some women. Another good candidate for Graves' disease is anyone who has a history of infection. Infection may play a role in the development of Graves' disease. Researchers have found a link between Graves' disease and infection with the virus that causes 
nucleosis. Lastly, smock. Oh yes, smoking raises your risk for Graves' disease. It is also a leading risk factor for the eye problem seen in Graves' disease called Graves' ophthalmopathy, if left untreated, of course. Now it's important to understand that hypothyroidism is a common endocrine disorder and Graves' disease is the commonest cause of thyrotoxicosis. Patients with active Graves' disease have widespread, widespread systemic manifestations involving all organ systems such as CNS, respiratory, cardiovascular, reproductive, gastrointestinal, and skeletal system. The effects are due to the metabolic actions of excess thyroid hormones. Vitamin D deficiency has an impact on bone mineral homeostasis and bone density. Majority of patients have increased skin pigmentation during thyrotoxic state. Thyroid hormones have direct catabolic effect on bone mineral homeostasis, leading to increased bone mineral resorption and calcium loss through kidneys, increased skin pigmentation, and related D, vitamin D deficiency coupled with excessive urinary calcium loss caused by thyrotoxicosis may well be responsible for causing significant abnormalities in bone mineral homeostasis in thyrotoxic patients in thyroid hormones increase the activation of new modeling cycles and stimulate osteoclastic and osteoblastic activity in trabecular and cortical bone. One density measurements demonstrate that bone loss is common in patients with overt hyperthyroidism and to a lesser extent in those with subclinical hyperthyroidism, whether caused by androgenous hyperthyroidism or excessive doses of thyroid hormone thyroxin T4 or triodithyroin T3. Again, my name is Nancy. Please bear with me a little more in the next episode where I will go deeply on how does the Graves' disease affects the skeletal and bone.